Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Isn't Real. Today we're obviously talking about the movie Nonstop, a 2014 airplane thriller starring Liam Neeson. Yeah, I really enjoy Nonstop. I don't think that many people know what it is. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not like unknown. People have seen it. It, it just yeah, it was came another out action movie Some people that year, watched right? it. So I guess if you don't know, there is a subgenre of thriller called the airplane thriller. And Liam Neeson made one. And it was good. Jodie Foster also made one called Flight Plan. And it was not good. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it. Wes Craven made one called Red, Red Eye, Eye oh, with Cillian so Murphy, good. and it is I very it. good. It's a great movie. If you're going to watch any movie in this subgenre, watch Nonstop because that's the one we're talking about. And <laughs> yeah, then watch Nonstop. <laughs> then watch Red Eye because uh, Red Eye is pretty much the best. It's there weird. Though. No, Red Eye is like crazy about Nonstop. Um, <laughs> Nonstop's a lot more toned down and, like, especially at the beginning, kind of quiet and slow. I mean, the things that I like better about Nonstop, I think, are the things that we're going to talk about today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the plot for Nonstop? What's, uh, what happens in this movie? It is a movie about Liam Neeson, who plays Bill Marks. He is an air marshal, and he's on a plane, and he starts getting texts from an unknown person saying they're going to kill someone on the plane every 20 minutes until he somehow gets them $150 million. Wow. Hey, that's a good setup. I like that setup. That's a great setup. <laughs> and that is essentially what happens. People keep dying every 20 minutes. But wait, who who is who is killing the people every 20 minutes? Well, <laughs> oddly enough, it's Liam Neeson. It's what? Bill Marks, oh. the air marshal, who seems to be killing Liam people Neeson. every 20 so minutes. <laughs> he received a text saying people are going to die, and then he took that as a command? <laughs> He's like, well, I guess yes. so. I better make it happen. <laughs> Well, and then eventually they do transfer the $150 million to the account that the quote-unquote hijacker named, and okay. it turns out it's Bill Marks. It's Liam Neeson's account. What? <laughs> so oh, no. He's holding the plane hostage. He's holding the plane now. hostage. He's murdering people, and he's demanding money. <laughs> this man's a hijacker. And that's essentially the theory as well. Now, in the normal version of the movie, Liam Neeson is trying to figure out who's setting him up, who's trying to frame him. And eventually he finds out, oh, there's like a really convoluted plot where these two hijackers slash kidnapper people who are also kind of terrorists are framing him because they hate air marshals. Specifically, they hate air marshals. Yeah, well, they hate air marshals. <laughs> so, I mean, the movie would have us believe that it's an open and shut case. They were framing Liam Neeson. And at the end of the day, he defeats them and he saves the day, lives happily ever after Where with the, the money, money because go? he doesn't give it back. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Which leads into my theory. I believe that Liam Neeson was the one hijacking the plane, that he was holding people hostage to get money and he was killing people he actually was killing people every 20 minutes, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> I believe that I can explain the presence of the other two hijackers, but I think that Liam Neeson was the mastermind behind this plan to get $150 million. I, I really like this movie. I was kind of just expecting like another like taken knockoff. This time the plane is taken. 
Well, pretty much. I thought maybe like someone on the plane would be taken. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but dude, that's Jodie Foster's flight plan. I know exactly. <laughs> I, I really thought it was just going to be flight plan, but Liam Neeson. <laughs> but no, it, it defied my expectations and uh, it turned out to be a really fun uh, kind of thriller mystery full of twists and turns. It kept me guessing right up until the end. And uh, I especially liked uh, Liam Neeson's character in this movie and how you really buy him as a hijack. <laughs> <laughs> like he yeah. really he has you start second guessing him halfway through the movie <laughs> as i watched it with my wife she was even she even turned to me and she was like is he the hijacker <laughs> <laughs> well and it starts from the very beginning of the movie with him like he's sitting in his car like super agitated smoking drinking yeah and and this is actually in the normal interpretation of the film never explained why he's so nervous no about doing what he presumably does every job, day right? for his job <laughs> yeah they kind of try to link it back to his daughter who died of leukemia it has nothing to do with airplanes no and <laughs> the outright like agitation and like stress like extends uh, like it it, it peaks as the plane is taking off, like he's just going crazy while the plane's taking off. He's like shaking, closing his eyes, grabbing his head. The girl next to him, who apparently actually has a fear of flying, has to like play the straight man and calm him down. <laughs> and yeah. he's a freaking air marshal. He flies, I, I'm assuming, like every day. It should be often. <laughs> so I don't know why this particular flight was just like the end of the world for him unless he was actually planning to hijack it and did hijack it. As you said, he's in the car. He gets a phone call and he's sitting in his nice quiet car. As soon as he answers the phone, he exits the nice quiet car onto like the tarmac of an airport where there's constant <laughs> noise and he starts saying, what? I can't hear you. Can't I can't hear, hear you. you. <laughs> like, dude, get back in your car. He did, he did not want phone. to hear that guy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention that I really love Liam Neeson as an actor? I think he's amazing. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd watch I basically him. any movie with him. In he it. only <laughs> plays the one character. <laughs> he's but a, he's just, he plays he Liam plays Neeson the, and he's so he good. He never, <laughs> ever does an American accent. And this is one of the few no, movies that it bothers explaining that. <laughs> I know. They're like, oh, he was originally from Northern Ireland. Like in, in each Liam Neeson movie, it's like, and here's Liam Neeson as like, you know, a New Yorker. Or here's Liam Neeson as like a grizzled cowboy from the midwest from ireland <laughs> or, or but yeah he's always just talking in his liam neeson irish accent and you're like oh <laughs> a cowboy eh? so he approaches the airport and he's looking at everybody like he's really scoping out the place and i was wondering if maybe like he's not actually sure who the other hijackers are that he's gonna work with according to your theory yeah. like mm -hmm. is he looking for them he's trying to spot them and maybe they have some like secret code to tell him who they are Yes, I believe that they don't necessarily know each other very well, and they do have a secret code to kind of identify each other. This is something that they somehow planned with the understanding that the less they know about each other, the better, so that when it's over, they can all go their separate ways. He's so nervous, though, he misses the code from his fellow hijacker, whose name we find out later is Tom Bowen, uh, kind of a nerdy guy wearing glasses, who asks him for a smoke and then a light. The reason that he misses this is because he's so busy watching Riley, the New York cop, kiss mm -hmm. his yeah. wife. <laughs> Riley kiss his own wife, <laughs> not Liam Neeson's wife. After that, Tom, his co-conspirator, or the hijacker, spoilers, 
he gets a light from Liam Neeson and then he tells Liam Neeson that he's heading to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yes. Which, which he is not, not doing. doing. <laughs> and he knows that he's not. Like, according to the normal interpretation of the movie, Tom Bowen knows he will be on the same flight as Bill Marks and this will make him suspicious. Yeah. Why would he want to make himself suspicious? There's no reason. <laughs> I think the movie wants us to think he somehow knows that this means he'll get duct taped and thrown around by Liam Neeson so he'll be able to poison some random bankruptcy attorney. <laughs> it makes no I sense. <laughs> I, I can only take it to mean that when he says, I'm heading to Amsterdam, that's code for we are go. Like, let's <laughs> yes, do this. Right? That's, like, that's if what he that said, means. I'm heading to France, it would have been meant like call it off we're Abort. done we're not doing this i'm heading <laughs> to amsterdam means let's let's do this right everything's in place that, that's all i can think of <laughs> yes another important note that will become more important later is just that i believe each co-conspirator in this plan does not have all the details only liam neeson has all the details yeah, so some of that. them are <laughs> eventually surprised when this turns into like a hijacking and there's a bomb and stuff like that now i just have to point out that this is very supported by the movie itself because at the end of the movie we learn that there's two hijackers and then those two hijackers have an argument because they disagree about what's about to happen one of them thinks we're about to die the other one thinks we're leaving to go be rich why would we stay here and die that makes no sense <laughs> so and uh, yeah. both of them seem to promptly forget about the bomb they presumably brought <laughs> you know it's not that important could slip their minds but yeah either way um there's clearly some disagreement and uh misinformation between the hijackers even right. in just the normal interpretation of the movie so that's completely viable in security liam neeson pushes past another one of his co-conspirators a man named zach white who mm -hmm. is black not yes <laughs> wow <laughs> great great detail i was gonna point it out if you didn't <laughs> Another interesting note about Zach White is that the other lady in the movie says that Zach works with cell phones. He's, he's like a cell phone programmer. Um, he says he's on a way for an interview for like a systems design or systems analyst or something, which he points yeah. out is not programming, which is also he's what correct. I pointed out when he said it. <laughs> I was like, that's not programming. <laughs> then he was like, yeah, and that's also not really programming. But it turns out what he actually is, is some sort of super hacker because he's able to set up a pretty amazing little phone hack. Now, I do think that Zach White does work with cell phones because when Liam Neeson walks past him in the security line, he's having a conversation with someone on the phone about cell phones and designing cell phones. He decides he's going to antagonize Liam Neeson by holding him up in line and then getting angry at him when Liam Neeson just walks past him. And he's like, oh, sorry, was I was I in your way? Right. <laughs> well, I think in the normal interpretation of the movie, part of the hijackers plan was to antagonize Liam Neeson as much as they could because they know he's like an alcoholic who's like almost insane at the moment. <laughs> like yeah. he's going crazy with whatever stress <laughs> he's dealing with. So I think they're kind of trying to break him because they know that he's already not the most reliable air marshal and will be only less reliable if antagonized. If that's their plan, then they actually don't do a very good job of that either because they're not antagonizing him very much. Just a little, you know. <laughs> they don't want to like be over the top. Can I get a light? Oh, sorry. Am I in your way? I'm going to uh, Amsterdam. Psych. <laughs> I'm going with you. <laughs> 
All right. No, I believe that sorry am I in your way is his code that he has specifically with Zach White that we are go. And with the other mm. guy it was Amsterdam. Okay. Well, either way, <laughs> they, he drops that, they say code that to twice. each other several once times. Outside yeah. the plane and once on the plane. <laughs> well, he wants to make sure we're go, right? <laughs> Cuz I think it's Zach true. White is a little nervous about this whole plan. Well, yeah, he seems like the nicest one. Die. The other guy is like, <laughs> you know? "Yeah, time to die." <laughs> Now, Liam Neeson is pissed. He calls his boss and is yelling at him on the phone saying, I cannot stay in London for three days. Right. Get me back on the it's next a really flight. bad time. <laughs> you have to do what you have to do. Well, guess yeah. what? So do I. <laughs> What's he yeah. talking about? <laughs> He's alluding clearly to the fact that he has to hijack the plane. Yes. And once he gets to the country where he lands, he needs an he needs overnight to flight to a different country <laughs> where he can't be there. extradited. <laughs> And this conversation specifically is only in the movie to make you suspect Liam Neeson. Yeah, <laughs> we're not the only one here. who reads this conversation as sinister because later one of the federal agents calls him on the phone and mm -hmm. says, you threatened your boss. Yes. <laughs> Liam Neeson gets on the plane. Zach has the window seat. Bill is sitting next to him, Liam Neeson. And then a third co-conspirator arrives, Jen, the redhead. Okay, so you think she's in on it, too. I was, oh, I was wondering she's, about she's this. She's very much in on it. Jen comes up to them and she asks Zach to switch seats. She says, I want the window seat. Now, Zach sitting by Liam Neeson was part of their plan. And if you look, you'll see Zach looks at Liam Neeson nervously as though asking for permission. And then Liam Neeson looks at him and then he says, yeah, I'll switch seats with you. So we already talked about this, but he's ridiculously nervous as they take off and Jen has to like talk him through it. She has to like touch his hand. I know. He's like <laughs> asking about crazy. his daughter. <laughs> as we already said, there is no reason for an air marshal to be acting like this unless they're about to hijack the plane and also about to kill someone every 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what he's most worried about. Which I'm not even sure was part of their original plan. I think he might just oh, you be think doing he just that. did that for fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. This is an important moment. He goes into the bathroom. He starts dismantling things in the bathroom, namely the smoke detector, which he tapes over. So we know he tampers with the ship systems in this specific bathroom. And then he starts getting the creepy texts. In exactly 20 minutes, I'm going to kill someone on this plane. Uh, the text says to him, you're a resourceful guy, have a drink, figure it out. I think perhaps some of these texts are real, but I think some of them are his alcoholism talking to him. Okay. <laughs> have so a you drink, think he's like schizophrenic and having a, <laughs> having a meltdown hallucinating. Just a little bit. So he tells the other air marshal, Jack Hammond, about the killer. I think he's setting up a plot that will allow him to get Jack alone later and kill him. Here's the reason why it's important to kill Jack. Liam Neeson knows he's going to need a badge and a gun, and he knows he's going to lose his very soon. Whoa. <laughs> he certainly that's, is. That's in both interpretations of the movie. That's what he mm -hmm. uses Jack for. Um so he decides it's time to kill Hammond um, and he breaks his neck in the bathroom and then leaves him there. <laughs> now, one possible wrench in my theory, he tells the TSA to trace the bank number to find out who it belongs to. Now, if it belongs to him, why would he tell the TSA to do that? I believe that he knows they're going to do it anyway, and it makes him look less suspicious if he tells them to do it first. Yeah. So that then he can be like, well, well why, would I, why would I tell you to trace it if it was mine? 
if he wanted this money, why would he use an account that's like clearly set up in his name? Why wouldn't he try to obfuscate it? Well, we find out that he is somewhat short-sighted, a little bit crazy, and desperately in need he just of money. Didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just needed money now. <laughs> And okay. so he was like, oh, just put it in my account. He probably was supposed to open another account, but he's just so like alcoholic and and <laughs> unorganized that he forgot to do that. His phone reminds him to reset his watch so he won't forget to kill someone again. <laughs> he's got to remember to do that every 20 minutes. So he always sets himself a timer and sets himself some text notifications, you know, to remind himself. Bill lies to the captain about killing Hammond. He's like, did anyone die? And he's like, uh... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> totally Didn't just break that guy's neck. The other air marshal. <laughs> so we find out that maybe he was talking to himself while texting. But one of the things he was doing this whole time while texting was texting Hammond. He texted Hammond. I know what's in your briefcase. And we saw him doing this. He was standing Who's right Hammond? behind Jen. Hammond is the other uh, air marshal. Sorry. Right. Just for anybody um, who hasn't memorized all the names of every yeah, character sorry. in this show. This movie. What? It's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is. so we saw him as Jen was circling people. He was just chilling back there texting. What he was doing was texting him and saying, meet me in the back of the plane. I know what's in your briefcase. When Nancy, the flight attendant, comes to the bathroom, Liam Neeson shares the information that Hammond is dead in the most frightening way possible. I know. What are That's you what doing? Christine told me. He just creepily and slowly opens the door, saying nothing to show her uh -huh. there is a dead body behind me Not just in the bathroom. Body. A dead body that has been like posed in a gruesome <laughs> cry for help with his head like hanging back and his mouth open and his arm <laughs> lifting up. Like it's so great. What is Liam Neeson doing? To calm her down, he grabs her by the throat, pushes her up against the wall, shoves uh -huh. his hand over her mouth, and starts yelling at her. Great way to calm someone down. What he does is he starts threatening Nancy. This was calculated because he knows he needs her help. So he showed her the body, he covers her mouth, and he says, You know me, I could never do something like this. <laughs> but we know that he can because he just did. That is a mm -hmm. lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's he not like it. he was framed for that murder. He no, did he that murder, <laughs> no matter what interpretation you're using. He's threatening her to say nothing or he'll kill her too. And he says, I had no choice. You know me, look at me. Implying that, you know, he might do the same to her if he has no choice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, take, he, he just, just hijacks the plane. Like, he, he just straight up yeah, does absolutely. it. absolutely. He takes control of flight without telling the captain... <laughs> To which the captain responds, we have a possible hijacking. <laughs> yeah, more than possible. So he tells Jen, his co-conspirator, during the scene where he's searching everyone, that she should scream if she sees anything suspicious. I think this is just another hint that she's on his side, and that if anyone's, like, you know, going up against their hijacking plan, that she should uh, get his attention. Okay. Um, he, he's specifically interested in the bankruptcy attorney. I think that's because he's bankrupt. <laughs> um, mm. he, he's interested when the guy and says, he does ask oh, you you're a bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, are you any good? <laughs> 
I believe this is also where he plants a cell phone on the bankruptcy attorney as he's patting him down. Okay. Now, the movie would have us believe that Tom Bowen somehow did this with mm-hmm. his hands duct taped together. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like a magician. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's far more likely that Liam Neeson did it when he was patting people down and taking their phones. Either Liam Neeson did it right then, which makes a lot of sense, or Liam Neeson has to have helped Tom Bowen do it later when they're fighting. Um, if Tom did do it, Liam Neeson helped him by like maneuvering him over to, you know, the bald attorney dude and pushing him on top of him, wrestling him around so they could put the phone into his jacket. Like there's, there's absolutely no way Tom now could kiss. have done this without any help. No, I mean, not, 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 not quite, but... So he gets on the phone with the TSA agent and he tells him in three minutes, someone is going to die. I know. It sounds like he's just threatening. (laughs) I believe it's at this point where he's just saying, like, send the money. Why are the money now? In three minutes, someone's going to die. (laughs) Exactly. This is literally what the hijacker of the plane would be saying. (laughs) He's restating the threat and telling them to capitulate to the demands. He realizes he's starting to look suspicious and he needs someone to pin it on. So he grabs Tom Bowen. He's like, hey, you said you were going to Amsterdam, but you're here. And then Bowen said, oh, I just told you that for a hundred bucks. Now, I think Bowen is actually being somewhat truthful here. I think he was hired by Liam Neeson on this job for relatively cheap, a hundred bucks. I don't think he knew how much money they were originally going to steal, but he, he, you know, he figures it out later. And then he describes the person who hired him. Bowen does. He says he was white. He had brown hair and a European accent. Well, that describes Liam Neeson. Sure does. (laughs) I mean, they actually bother pointing out his accent in this movie. There must be a Mm -hmm. reason for that because most movies don't. (laughs) I know. Then the captain of the airplane dies. They get a doctor to tell them it was induced anaphylaxis. I want to point out, maybe this pilot was killed with a pen blow dart gun from a hole in the bathroom. If it, even, if it, even if that's the way it happened, it still well, could have been Liam Neeson. that's what have you believe. Just, you're not just making up random stuff. Now, it could have been Liam Neeson or one of his co-conspirators who did it. Because uh, we know he was messing around in that bathroom. Yeah. Um, but also... Another take is that Liam Neeson is the only one who sees the blow dart pen gun. (laughs) He doesn't show it to anyone. And also, Liam Neeson is the only one who has had access to the captain. And we know this poison takes a long time to act and then suddenly kills you (laughs) without warning. (laughs) That was the first thing that I said when this scene happened the first time I watched it, where I was like, okay, so the captain died. The cockpit was sealed, and the only person who is coming in and out is Liam Neeson. <laughs> that means that the killer was either Liam Neeson or the co-pilot. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I just say Liam Neeson had plenty of opportunity to kill him with or without a blowgun. <laughs> right. Well, then why do you think Liam Neeson was like looking around in do you know investigating the bathroom and finding the secret blowgun hole, um, the secret passage between the bathroom and the cockpit? Like, why was he doing that? He's the only one in that scene. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I think that's him thinking of, oh, what's my what's my alibi here? <laughs> I didn't think of, think about that when I poisoned the captain. Oh, oh, there's a hole in the wall. There's a blow dart gun that I don't show to anyone. And look, little needles. <laughs> Man, I love it when movies just without warning, like transition from reality into the main character, imagining what his alibi will be later and never explain that. <laughs> it's great. They do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's like a normal thing for a movie. (laughs) 
The other explanation that might be slightly better is that he didn't know that Jen was going to kill someone right then and that Jen is the one who killed the captain. And he's right, like, that was Whoa, what I was kind of thinking. Too. How did she do it? Oh, I see. They have a conversation later that kind of alludes to that. In, I thought in that mind. maybe he didn't know the next person on the chopping block was the freaking captain. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> why, of all the people you could kill on that flight, don't kill the captain. <laughs> but he's quick to use this information to threaten TSA because he calls up TSA and says, Marinick, the captain is dead. I need you to transfer the money. I think Marinick, the other uh, TSA agent, wants to talk to Hammond and he says, Hammond is dead. Transfer the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Then he comes back and he finds Jen and Zach talking to each other in very conspiratorial tones, like they're sitting close and whispering. But that's because they have a plan. They're trying to help him, right? Zach was working with them, but I don't think he knew they were going to, like, kill someone every 20 minutes. I think he wasn't necessarily aware of the full plan, and I think he's getting really? nervous. Because he's pretty gung-ho about killing people in just about a half hour from now. No, when that's he a, takes that's off himself. his shirt and pulls out a weapon and starts, <laughs> you know, trying That's to him living him. out his fantasy, <laughs> his best self. <laughs> okay. No, no, that, that's because that's in self-defense. We'll get to that. Together, Liam Neeson and Jen strong-arm Zach into helping them. Helping them what? Trace the phone that they know where it is. Like they don't <laughs> no, need to they, him. This is part of the They plan. need an excuse to get that guy alone, the attorney alone, so Liam Neeson can kill him. <laughs> right, but still, I don't think they need to strong arm uh, Zach. I think he would. Well, no, they're him. just afraid he's gonna like betray them or something. They're they're like, no, you're in on this too. You see, uh, okay. they they want him to be uh, part of one of the murders so that he can't like blackmail them later. So that's why they get him to be the one to. <laughs> To, to finger the guy, you know, to, to, oh, to do the phone. Oh. <laughs> this is getting, <laughs> things are getting hot in here, huh? <laughs> So Liam Neeson shows the phone text to Zach. And then he, Zach is like, this dude is talking about killing people. Can he see us right now? And then Liam Neeson looks right at Zach and says, I'm here. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, not only can i see you i'm right next to you so he's he's just borderline threatening zach he's like you remember you're in on this plan if you turn against us you're the next one on the chopping block and then when jen and zach are alone zach says i hope we can trust this guy and jen looks at him and says i trust him and then zach proving that he wasn't necessarily privy to all the information in their plan, says, I'd rather not be an accessory to hijacking. Wow. <laughs> and then in parentheses, but I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm kind of confused as to what Jen's role was in this hijacking. It's a little confusing. I think a lot of it is emotional support. <laughs> I'm a little confused as to what everybody's role was in this hijacking, except for Liam Neeson. Like, he's the only person here with a clear-cut role. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of that is because, like we already talked about, Liam Neeson was throwing this together at the last minute using his own bank account, just giving this random guy a hundred bucks, like, here, uh, get on the plane. I don't know, I might need you as a scapegoat or something. So they find the attorney using Zach's little phone bug. His method for hacking the hijacker's phone. Uh, I thought it was really cool how he explained it. And it's pretty realistic. Basically, he just explains that, well, all we have to do is send like an MMS, like a multimedia message to the hijacker's phone, because pretty much any phone will download any image that you send to it just by default without even asking you to. 
And the interesting thing here is that if the image that you send to somebody is in fact some kind of what you'd call a canary token, um, a canary token is basically a file that when accessed will do whatever it can to try and phone home, basically. Um, it will try and cause the device that accessed it to send a message back to your server with whatever information it can gather about the device. A corporation might scatter canary tokens in like sensitive servers where a hacker might get in and start trying to take things um, so that if somebody does access a canary token, then we not only get a notification of it, but also we get as much information about them as we can. Um, so it's kind of cool and it's a total, uh, totally realistic thing. And all they see is Liam Neeson dragging the attorney away, roughly slamming him into things. Next and thing we know, dead. Nancy, the flight attendant, <laughs> comes in and he's foaming at the mouth and dead. <laughs> I mean, really, the only person who had a chance to kill this guy, whether they used poison or what, <laughs> was Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, I just like, what's more likely here? Duct taped Tom Bowen somehow managed to stab this guy with a needle while being dragged around by Liam Neeson 20 minutes ago, or Liam Neeson just killed him. <laughs> Either way, I'm pretty sure Liam Neeson killed this guy. Um, even if you're watching the movie, like just uh, with the normal interpretation and Liam Neeson's actually the good guy, I think maybe he was too rough with this guy and accidentally <laughs> killed him. And uh, he's like, oh, uh, uh, he was poisoned. <laughs> the, the hijacker did it. <laughs> it wasn't me. So Jen sees the dead body. He asks her if she's okay after seeing the dead body. And she's like, oh, me? Oh, fine. I'm great. And he's like, you shouldn't be seeing all of this. I think this is because for deniability reasons, he didn't necessarily want Jen to be seeing this part of the plan where he murdered the lawyer. It's kind of hard to miss. He did it in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right there. So he goes to the old lady and asks her, was there anyone in there who went into the bathroom after you? And this old lady's like, I saw Jen go in. Then he goes up and confronts Jen and she's drinking and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't in parentheses because we're hijacking a plane and we yeah, should be we're sober. working. <laughs> <laughs> but he's drinking too. So, you know. <laughs> so then he's asking her why the window seat? And she's like, what? And we see that he's kind of testing her. And he says, have you ever seen one of these before? Showing her the, the poison needle. And she gives him a shrewd look and says, no. <laughs> and they're getting their story straight so that they like, this is what they're going to say to the police later. Uh, <laughs> and he says, you sat next to me and asked questions. And she's like, to calm you down for the hijacking. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but you avoided personal questions. And she says, oh, yeah, because, uh, you know, the less we know of each other, the better. <laughs> Like, okay, so this, this is, is like a practice uh, alibi, like a practice interview with the cops. He's like, so now tell me what you're going to say. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. this before? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So Jen says control is an illusion. There is no control over anything. I don't know why she says that except to foreshadow that uh, the other two guys are going to turn on him in a second. Why wouldn't she just say that? <laughs> Why is she being so cryptic? <laughs> no, no, it's foreshadowing. <laughs> it's... Oh, okay, okay. This is like a literary device. It's not actually. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what they wrote in, knowing that we would know that he is the hijacker and his yeah. conspirators are this about to This is a to clue to us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jen has the phone that they planted on the attorney, and suddenly it activates the bomb. Well, and this is getting to my kind of biggest question for you. 
which is why on earth would Liam Neeson bring a bomb onto this plane? It seems like his plan was going really well without it. <laughs> oh, no, but that's that's easy. He explains that because he needs to get this plane to land now oh, right, and right, get right. it down to 8,000 feet. I gotcha. So he doesn't want to get off in England. He wants to get off in Iceland. Right, because his boss didn't get him the overnight flight so <laughs> from he, England. So this bomb was something he cooked up in the bathroom at the airport. <laughs> that, that's when, when, when his partner was like, you want some eye drops? He's like, no, no, take this bomb and shove it in your bag of Coke. <laughs> they just I mean, when when else did that bomb get there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably the other air marshal had like, prepared it from home always like, had the bomb yes he he smuggled it on board like that's the, why, why that smuggle it in coke they told him to they said now wrap the bomb in coke and somehow smuggle that all just of these makes it instantly more i know that, uh, means as soon as you see it you're gonna like open it up and find the bomb putting <laughs> well, the most it, conspicuous thing possible yeah it just makes it harder to smuggle basically like <laughs> smuggling a bomb is already hard enough but a bomb wrapped in drugs for no reason (laughs) it's it's like my favorite part of the movie that they had him not only smuggle the coke on board for no reason but also put the bomb in the coke and let's see if you can get that on the plane i think maybe when liam neeson planted this bomb he thought oh this bomb is a huge deal i might doubt myself i'm gonna need some coke to really (laughs) to really hype myself up for this just going to ask you Do you think that he went in there just for like a pick me up? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I think that he planted the bomb because he wants the plane to land somewhere else. I got you. Okay. And he seems to know really well bomb protocol and wants to do it really bad. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and he also calls Marinick immediately, the, sorry, the TSA agent. He's like, Marinick, there's a bomb on the plane. We've got to drop to 8,000 feet. But all of this is what you would do if you were on a plane with a bomb and new bomb protocol. <laughs> you would immediately try and get the plane to land because you don't want to die, right? I'm just saying, if there was someone using bomb protocol that only TSA people know to accomplish their scheme, is it more likely that it's, I don't know, Tom Bowen, some random school teacher, or the air marshal? <laughs> yeah, definitely the air marshal. <laughs> Who knows Clearly, about this he's, protocol? He's the mastermind. So there's news reports about how terrible Liam Neeson is, how he's alcoholic. Pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the news reports says these uh, air marshal people, well, they just like walk right past security. <laughs> and then Liam Neeson angrily says, walked right past security. He's reminded that he forgot to do that in the beginning and he went through normal security yeah, I know. He, he with a gun somehow security. and wasn't flagged. <laughs> But Hammond did it the right way and got that bomb in for him. (laughs) Good good thing Hammond was a little more forward thinking. So I believe it's around this point in the movie where he accomplishes his objective. And they call him up and they're like, the money is yours. You win, Mr. Hijacker. And he says, if you transferred the money, prove it. And then they send Uh him the confirmation code, which is what... The, that's what the uh, the text messages were asking him for at the beginning was the confirmation code. Whoa, <laughs> he really wanted that confirmation code. All the passengers are grabbing him and like things are going bad for Liam Neeson. They're asking if there's a bomb and, and all that stuff. And then Bowen gets the gun 
and he points it at the passengers to get them off of Liam Neeson. And then he asks, is there a bomb on this plane? And I think that Bowen did not know about the bomb part of the plan. So only Liam Neeson knew about the bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's other, why he had to wrap it in coke. He killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why he had to kill the other air marshal. So I think that neither Boad nor Zach White knew about the bomb part of the plan, and that's why they turn on him here, because they're not quite sure why he's doing that. This is how he gets everyone back on his side. He says, everything you've heard about me is true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not a good he's father. I'm not a good man. <laughs> and then he says, this is also true. I'm not hijacking this plane. I'm trying to save it, because at this point... He has the money. He just uh -huh. needs it to land. He wants to yeah. save the plane now. <laughs> right. So they he fights off uh, like five people at once, which was just amazing to watch. Like, you know, 70 year old Liam Neeson <laughs> fighting off yeah. a plane full of people all by himself. <laughs> wow. I, I love when they try and portray old man Liam as He's like so just tough. Captain America, <laughs> just like in, a super soldier. It's great. He's not even um, like buff. Like, I, I know, know Jason He's Statham just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an old man. And whoa, he's taking on. He just broke that policeman's nose. He just like lifted two people and body slammed them to the ground. It's so good. <laughs> Do you think the policeman was involved in any way? He does apologize to the policeman later. Yes, I do. I do think the policeman was involved. What was his role? Um, in I this? think he was there as like a backup bodyguard to help protect Liam Neeson if things went sideways, but as he, they do. But he also didn't know about the bomb and was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh crap, <laughs> we gotta stop this maniac. Liam Neeson didn't tell anyone about the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, what did he do? Well, like we said, it was a last minute thing. He just thought up the bomb in like the bathroom and handed it to his, his partner. <laughs> That's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> so, at this point, I think Tom Bowen realizes he's dead meat. He's like, oh man, this guy has a bomb. He's gonna kill me, probably. So that's when he starts taking hostages. So he grabs the gun that Liam Neeson had given to Riley, the police yes. officer. And then it turns out the gun's not loaded. And Riley, the police officer, is surprised and says, you gave me an in unloaded, unloaded weapon? <laughs> now, in the famous movie Taken, 2008, Liam Neeson claims that a cop would be able to feel the difference between a loaded and an unloaded gun. Uh -oh. I think this applies here. And this is how I know Riley is in on it. I don't think he's actually a police officer. He's not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea. But this is how Zach figures out that Riley is in on it. And that's why Zach shoots Riley, the cop, or the not cop. <laughs> it, this is a weird part of the movie because he sure does shoot that guy in the head like in the chin and then like 10 minutes later they cart him off the plane and he's like oh hey i'm fine oh, <laughs> not a bullet mark on him he's it like, was yeah. my nose again it wasn't like, my best I, feature turned out I it was <laughs> can't help but wonder if like it tested badly having him die so they like quickly shot that scene with him <laughs> being alive and inserted it's it possible. at the end <laughs> I, I gotta believe that's what happened yeah so then Zach points the gun at Jen, who he knows is in on it. And he knows that she is loyal to uh, Liam Neeson because of their conversation earlier. Right. So I kind of thought that Zach and Tom are betraying Liam now, not only because of the bomb, but I thought that they also might be trying to take the money. Like, yes, they are. They don't want to uh -huh. share it with Liam. So they're yeah. like, okay, time to dispose of him. 
Exactly. And they explain to him how they'll do it because apparently it's not a savings account. It's a trust. And <laughs> yep. they think that, you know, the government will just go ahead and, you know, once he's dead officially, the, the, oh, the, yeah. the terrorist died. Let's, you know, empty out his trust and give it to everyone else and it will be perfectly <laughs> legal. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that the FBI right, right. would be all over you that You have money. to remember, though, that... <laughs> That they're desperate right now, and they're really hoping to get that money, especially because Bowen realized he only got a hundred bucks out of this whole deal. Oh um, man, he's like, I, <laughs> I get so much more. He also says he didn't even get paid that hundred bucks. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> trying to find, trying to find the guy, and get my hundred bucks. That was like a hint, hint, nudge, nudge to Liam. Like, when are you gonna pay me, dude? <laughs> well, but then Tom is like you know we're not walking away from this. And Zach's like, of course we are. I want to survive. And Tom's like, no, we're going to die. <laughs> so yeah, kind of wonder what's going on there. Well, he, you know, he's he thought they could do it. And then he realized, wait, no, no, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> he just gave up. Also, when Zach shows up with the gun, uh, for some reason, not quite sure why they do it at this point in the movie, but. Bowen and Liam Neeson just kind of go over their previous plan and maybe how it changed because they're like, he was supposed to sit next to me. And the Bowen's like, he was close enough. Well, they're, they're clearing the air. They're airing their grievances. Like, he's like, I'm so confused. Nothing is happening how you described it to me. <laughs> he was supposed, he was to, supposed sit next to be to next to you. What enough. happened? Why are you sitting next to Jen? <laughs> <laughs> and then this, this is the best proof i think for this theory is tom bowen says do you have any idea how easy this was how easy it was to just let liam neeson get 150 million dollars being crazy and now tom can just kill him and take the money yeah <laughs> right? i mean that's the only way that makes sense because um, in the normal interpretation this was not easy no it's like the most <laughs> convoluted insane plan ever like it, it, it was so easy to I, I don't know have one air marshal smuggle a bag full of coke and bombs onto the plane uh frame the other air marshal have <laughs> him kill the first marshal <laughs> but not actually be in on it <laughs> like well uh, kill the first air marshal at him. 20 minutes <laughs> yes exactly at that time uh poison the captain by using a blowgun and a secret like wall passage into the cockpit <laughs> that he apparently created himself like what was that secret passage doing there i, no I don't idea. know um, it's the murder hole it's standard issue <laughs> having his co-conspirator hack his own phone which he has hid in another passenger's jacket while being manhandled and accused and also like managing to somehow convince everyone that he's innocent well right. he does all this and poisoning that other and poisoning passenger that while his Hands are duct taped. Yeah, do you have any idea how easy that is, dude? It's so easy. That was my favorite line of the movie because I was just like, what? None of this was easy. Um, oh, so, so good. yeah, I think it makes much more sense if he's like, it was so easy. I just let you be a crazy lunatic. That makes a lot more got money. sense. Yes. It's, it's way easier. Because if you Liam think about Neeson it, in my interpretation, everything. Bowen had very little to do with this plan. He did nothing. I'm not even sure what his role was. Absolutely. (laughs) He thought it was going to be an easy hundred bucks. It was an easy hundred fifty million bucks. Yeah. (laughs) So around this point, 
Liam Neeson expert manipulator that he is, starts to get Zack back onto his side. And Bowen sees that, so he shoots Zack, because, you know, he doesn't want to be outnumbered. And then they have this cool midair shot where Liam Neeson shoots Tom Bowen midair, kills him. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's the opposite of what should have happened right then. So then, Zack gets up, and he thinks, because... He was coming back to Liam Neeson's side. He says, I'm getting off this plane. And Liam Neeson stands up and says, am I in your way? As if to say, I'm not letting you off this plane, Zach. You betrayed me. But I thought that meant we're good to go. I thought he was (laughs) acknowledging him. He's like, yes. It's it's ironic, though. It's like, (laughs) uh, we're good to go to kill you. (laughs) And then cold blooded. The explosion, which Zach seems to have totally forgotten about, uh, kills <laughs> yep. him. <laughs> and yeah, doesn't kill Liam Neeson. He's good. No, he's immune, he's he's right immune to his own he's bombs. Amazing. <laughs> so crash landing. The oxygen masks drop. Jen grabs the mask and puts it on the little kid's head, Becca's head, before doing herself. This no, is exactly what they tell the you not to do in every speech on every plane in the world oh, before you man. take off. So even though she says she flies often, she must not fly as often as she says, or she would know that. <laughs> you got it. Dude, I just want to say, I hated her stupid, like, I had heart surgery and therefore I wanted to sit next to a window. How dare you suspect me? Like, that whole speech was the dumbest I, thing ever. It made no so sense. She was so suspicious. speech didn't dispel any suspicion. And the actual normal version of the movie does not explain how Tom Bowen killed the captain Mm-mm. because she didn't see anyone else go into the bathroom Mm-mm. and she was the last one in there before he died mm-hmm. like no matter what she jen killed the captain it. or either jen or liam neeson right like yeah. i said i mean it's much more likely that it was liam neeson because why would the bathroom have a secret passage into the cockpit who who sat there drilling that passage for like 20 minutes of the flight without getting noticed <laughs> Yeah, best line in the whole movie. They get off. Liam Neeson is a hero. Everyone loves him, even though no one knows any of the details. Mm, that no, I like that. that was my <laughs> first thought when they and when the movie ended. I was like, it doesn't matter what good he did. He would be so arrested. <laughs> like he would be absolutely right. under. Arrest maybe and... once he goes to court, if he has people testify. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, but that would have to you know come when the court proceedings happen. He wouldn't just immediately be hailed as a hero and go home he killed at least three people then we get to the best line in the movie when the tsa agent calls him on the phone and says oh you're such a hero you're so great oh by the way we are gonna need that money back and liam neeson says what money what what you can just do that (laughs) and then they all just kind of laugh oh i mean what what could this mean except like i'm not giving you any money back i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> that's my that's account what it with means. my money in it <laughs> i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> then he says to riley the cop perhaps who wasn't a cop he says riley you son of a gun <laughs> and riley says next time give me a loaded weapon and Liam Neeson says, next time, don't get shot. I think they're already planning their next They're heist. already planning it. They're going to they're gonna hijack another plane. <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> oh, boy. Because Riley was so important to his plan. <laughs> You're my right-hand man, Riley. You'll be on the next one. <laughs> he sure was. He, he was great. He didn't just immediately double-cross Liam Neeson and do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and then get shot. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. And then he goes up to Jen. He says, thank you. And she says, for what? 
And he says, you stood by me, unlike all my other co-conspirators who betrayed me. <laughs> He's right. She did. She was the only one. <laughs> Your daughter would be proud that you stole all that money and killed all those people. <laughs> she sure would. She loved that kind of thing. I would give the movie two thumbs up. I, I really like nonstop. And it's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> the theory... I would give the theory nonstop thumbs up. It's a, it's clearly oh, the movie. The, the movie doesn't make any sense <laughs> without the theory. The theory makes sense of a nonsensical movie. Clearly, Liam Neeson was hijacking this plane. Did you see him walking around the cabin, waving his gun around for no reason, <laughs> manhandling people, duct taping them? Dude, I love Liam Neeson's coke bomb that he Whoa, so this good. is such a good idea <laughs> this will get me everything i need <laughs> i'll have the coke and i'll have the bomb <laughs> oh man it's, what a, it's so simple great, did you great. have any idea how easy this was mm -hmm. <laughs> everyone should watch nonstop, um and definitely if you do watch nonstop, keep this theory in mind because if you watch this movie thinking that Liam Neeson is the hijacker, you will find yourself um, definitely believing that he is the hijacker 100% by the time the movie's over. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what happened to me last time I watched it. Um, he's clearly, clearly a bad guy. Yeah. And, you know, if you like our podcast, you should listen to our podcast nonstop. Just keep listening Whoa, to it. Oh, that's a good one, dude. <laughs> Hey, you know what else you could do? You could check out our Patreon and you could like, I don't know what it's called. Subscribe to it nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> if you like what we do and if you want us to keep doing it. Yeah. Every little bit counts. Um, you know, it's a uh, takes a lot of work to keep this podcast yeah. going. We really appreciate any kind of support that anybody has to offer us. Um, we love doing this podcast. So rate it. Give it a five stars. Tell your friends. Everyone likes a good fan theory. And uh, until next time, remember, the popcorn isn't real.